Sport, Insight, Inspiration. This is your host, Arup Soames. Welcome to Kite Talks. Okay, great. Uh, we are privileged to have Tatiana Haini with us. Um, Tatiana is a veteran, I would say, in, 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 in the football field, in, in professional sport. I, it's, it's a privilege, really, to be talking uh, to her at this moment. I would really like to thank her, firstly, for taking the time out. But, uh, but, but also, just so you know, um, Tatiana is currently the head of women's football for the Swiss Federation has spent many years, uh, more than a few decades or uh, almost a couple of decades at FIFA. So her global perspective is, is, is really going to bring a fantastic view for us. Uh, Tatiana, thank, thank you. Um, I, would, I, would just, I would start a little bit. Um, I know you spent multiple years uh, at uh, the Global Federation of in the role and, and then we can take the conversation from there. Yeah, sorry, the connection was just not perfect. Can you repeat your first question? It was about FIFA and my, yes. my role there. Yes. Okay, so I started at FIFA in 1999, so you're right, it's ages ago. Um, <laughs> my first role was supporting the, at that time called sports division and sports director in a lot of administrative work. But given my background as a former international football player for Switzerland and uh, very passionate about women's football, being a football myself, and um, I've started to do my coach education at that time as well. I supported um, the division in, in technical elements of, of football and I was privileged to uh, mm -hmm. start using my know-how in supporting the technical study group at the FIFA Women's World Cup in 1999 in the USA, which I think was a breakthrough for women's football. Wow. So I was very privileged to, to be there and to be part of this um, historic momentum. So for a couple of years, I worked then in the, in the technical area, in the technical department, and uh, started to do a bit of development work as well. Uh, traveled the world, visited countries, uh, supported countries, in their um, setting up women's football structures, strategies, uh, just basic things in, in smaller countries around the world who were not um, really established yet in terms of women's football. Uh, I would say my first 10 years were about, uh, about a lot of development work and really being the pioneer in many areas. I was the first uh, staff fully dedicated to women's football. I was then the first woman running wow. the technical study groups. I was then the first woman to uh, be in charge of the women's football committee at, at FIFA. So it was a, a lot of um, privileges and, and a lot of first, uh, but that had nothing to do with me. It was just, um, I think I was at the right time at the right moment and uh, being part of history for women's football. After I think about 10 years, I moved division and I moved to the competitions division at FIFA and my last yeah, almost 10 years were running the FIFA Women's World Cups. So I was the project leader in terms of the organization uh, of all FIFA Women's World Cups, including the under 17 and under 20 Women's World Cup. So I was, um, in, in a nutshell, I think, um, I had the opportunity to see all areas of women's football worldwide. Uh, is it from, from grassroots to, to girls' development, to strategy, to structure, to issues at federations, cultural issues, um, financial issues, uh, political issues, 
uh, I saw different regions and different challenges and barriers in many countries. And I was also uh, involved in the highest level in the Women's World Cup and was yeah. able to work with, um, you know, the, the national teams of, of the USA, of Germany, uh, of Canada, Brazil, uh, Japan. So I, I guess in, in my 18 years at FIFA, I, I got the full spectrum of, of women's football from good to not so good and challenges. No, that's fantastic. And, and, and that, I mean, like I said, it, it, it gives me even more privilege to be having this conversation with you. But I, I would love to um, touch upon, I know you mentioned firsts, right? There were a lot of which, which you were part of. I mean, right at the forefront um, with, with women's football and, and women's sport in general, right? You're, you're at the highest um, uh, level um, at the Global Federation. It must have been challenging, given that sport is still a, dominate, a male-dominated um, uh, business. Let me put it that way, and and it's something that at that point you, um, I mean, you must have been, I mean, you must have really faced a lot of challenges. I would love to hear maybe a, a story or two or or, or something. <laughs> how, how did you overcome that? Because it's um, it, it's still prevalent, but yes, you can see women leaders really coming to the forefront uh, uh, now uh, and and but but you were there right from the start and really um, driving um, women uh, in in as professionals right because on mm. one hand yes you were on the field but then you transitioned to uh, to to being on the on the business side of things on the business end uh, which 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 obviously um, needs a change in mindset uh, but at the same time being a woman to drive that uh, not only, I mean, needs guts, but uh, it's, it's challenging as well. Yeah. So, so yeah. No, you're that. right. Um, I think I, I never saw it as a, in a way, as a challenge, because it, 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 I think it was just my passion. I, I, I grew up playing football. Uh, I loved playing football. I was always involved in football, um, starting as a young girl, playing with the boys, and, and then yeah. going into clubs and national team, and, and, and then becoming a professional in, in the admin side and the business side. So it was um, just one step after the other. It was a, like a, an automatic development without uh, a too much thought in it. It just happened naturally. And um, so sometimes you don't realize actually in which situation you're in. You just do it. Yeah. Um, obviously, you, you know and you feel that you're in a, in a, in a uh, how should I put that, in, in a challenging environment because you, 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 you see and feel and know that you're not getting the proper treatment, um, you're not getting the right infrastructure, uh, you, you're not treated equally, basically. Um, yeah. But that drove me even more to try to change that. Um, but it's difficult. You know, sometimes what, what I see today as the biggest challenge is that some of the organizations who could be the biggest game changer for women's sports uh, and women's football mm -hmm. are still hesitant and, and still um, probably not, not doing the right things. And, and it, it, there's right. a lot of excuses. Um, there's a, in terms of there's uh, no money and, and, you know, there's no business and there's no, not enough players and there's not enough women. And, and, and I'm really a bit tired of those excuses because de facto they're just not true. Uh, if you do it yeah. right, there is money in women's football. Um, if you look for women being executive committee members or, or coaches, there are women who want to be there. You just, um, they haven't found their, their space yet in, in this family or in this culture yeah. of football. 
but sure. uh, you can't change history and and i think you also have to accept that you can't change from one day to the other um something as complex as as a culture uh, women's rights uh, women's i think um topics worldwide are changing society is changing role of women is is changing and the same effect will happen in sports um, it will change it will become better and better as it does now already if you look at women's football today and 10 years ago there has been so many great changes and positive changes and that momentum will continue i just think uh, why what bothers me is, is why do we have to wait for you know for the grassroots and the society and the culture to change whereas the decision maker could accelerate that change if they want to do their job right uh, so this is the tricky part how do you get the decision makers to to buy into women's football and do the right thing yeah no, this, i know what you mean and and, and no, kudos to you for for sticking your guns for so long i mean it, uh, like i said it, it, it takes perseverance uh, if, yeah, if not but, if but not anything it's fun too you know it's That's fun true. Yeah, i mean no, you you see yeah. the change happening i mean and, and when you look yeah, back no, i mean uh, it must be fantastic to absolutely to absolutely it's a privilege uh, to be involved in something where you feel that you can make a uh, you can change something but it needs yeah. so many people you know it's not me or or anybody else it's not one organization it's not one person it, it's a yeah. culture it's a cultural change happening right now for the better for women and women's sports and women's football mm -hmm. and um i hope one day if i can look back i, I can i can say i've tried i've done my 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 uh, share uh, i just would never really i, I would never want to be in a position where i would have to say why didn't i do it and yeah. um, you have to look into your mirror and um, and ask yourself if you've done everything you can. If I can say yes, then that's fine. Yeah. No. Great. Um, I, I I know from from FIFA you've you've moved on to um, to be part of the Swiss Federation. I mean that's obviously something much closer to your heart, if if I may put it <laughs> put it that way. At the end of the day, I mean being being a player and and now being the head of 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 the federation uh, from a women's football point of view from for, for one it must be a fantastic feeling but two tell us a little bit about about how you see um this role impacting uh, not only uh, football in the country uh, but 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 uh, i mean globally as well and 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 really how you see that uh, change being being brought about and, and what's the current state of of women's football in in switzerland uh, the current state is um, actually. I think we're we're okay. We have a, a pretty successful women's national team. We've qualified for the Women's World Cup 215 and the Women's Euro 217. Unfortunately, just um, in the last match, in, in the last decisive match, uh, in a playoff match against Holland, we lost. So uh, we mm -hmm. did not qualify for the Women's World Cup this year, which is a real pity because it helps so much in terms of development, awareness, media coverage, um, yeah. acceptance. Um, it's crazy that two matches can change so much. Uh, but nevertheless, you continue. So I think we're, yeah, exactly. We, so we're okay in a, in, a, in a national team. We have a good youth system. We do have a, an academy for our most talented players between 12, 13, 14, uh, where they have um, a weekly program and daily trainings. Uh, I think that's okay. We just um, we had a, a change in the coaches of the women's national team. Martina Voss-Tecklenburg, who was really successful with Switzerland, moved on to take over Germany. Now we have Niels Nielsen, uh, who uh, was with Denmark for the women's Euro final in 2017. So I think um, 
there's a new staff, they need a bit of time, but um, I'm, I'm really happy with how they started their job. The league is, is a bit of a challenge. The league is weak. All our best players um, go to Germany, England, France, uh, already at the age of 18, 19, 20, which wow. is good for them. It's, they yeah. go to good leagues. They have a chance to be professional football players, which they can't in Switzerland. Mm. But our league in Switzerland is, is, is not um, successful enough, not strong enough, non -com not competitive enough. And we have no clear, I think, plan on how to um, work on, on women's football as a product. We, we did a lot of technical development things. We, as I said, you know, we have good national teams, we have good young players, but we haven't established women's football as a product in Switzerland. We have no clear uh, media plan. Um, we have no you know, sponsor for women's football on a club level for the league. We have no uh, media contracts. And it's not only about money, it's also just the coverage and to get to the people. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think in a nutshell, it, it's okay. We're doing well, definitely compared to many, many other countries worldwide speaking, we're doing really well. I know there's so many challenges out there, so I don't want to complain. We have a, we have a yeah. good system in Switzerland. We have a lot of support from the Swiss FA. But at the same time, as always in women's football, it's just not enough. You know, There's still so many things which are um, not, not done properly. And, and that's what, where it's interesting. It's not about money. We don't need necessarily more money. We need... Uh, a change in mindset, whatever a Swiss club does or a Swiss federation does, uh, a new program, a new project, a new campaign, we need to include women in women's football. And that's not happening. Mm -hmm. And that's a mindset. And yeah. that's what we need to work on so that in Switzerland, people start to understand it's football. It's not men's football and it's not women's football. It's football. And it's played by men, by women, by boys, by girls, sometimes mixed, uh, by older people, younger people. And, and it's a game for everybody and we need to get that message across. So, yeah, that's a little bit where we are. To work for the Swiss FA, I'm really privileged. Um, as I said before, I've done everything, I think, or a lot of things. I've played, I've coached. I, I'm still running a club in Switzerland. I'm the president of FC Zurich women's yeah. team until this summer when I will stop, also because of conflict of interests, of course. But um, So I do grassroots work. And, and I, I do think that I have a pretty good understanding of the situation of women's football and to be able to work at the Swiss FA and, you know, take all that knowledge and um, try to influence the future of, Swiss, uh, of, of women's football in Switzerland, of course, is something which is really close to my heart. And I feel privileged, happy, um, very excited that I can work at the Swiss FA. But um, as you can imagine, with uh, quite some challenges ahead of me. Uh, we have no women in, in decision-making bodies. We have no women in the highest uh, committees. Um, so these are things we need to try to change as quickly as possible because only yeah. then you can really speed up the development of, of uh, football. And um, just to end that story, I think it's nice to be involved in the Swiss FA because you're closer to the pitch. You're actually close to football. Uh, the higher you go in all these organizations, and the FIFA is, is the top, is the governing body, but you're really far away from the pitch. You know, you do a lot of, uh, a lot of policies, a lot of politics. Um, there's certain things you can do, but you're far away from the, from the pitch and from the actual things happening. So I probably feel um, better or very well placed at the Swiss FA. Do you, do you feel now you, you've come full circle? <laughs> Yeah, it kind of feels uh, back to the roots. You know, I went yeah. from club to UEFA for a short while, years, years ago, then to FIFA. So I was in a, in a world governing body. 
and, and then you go back to, to a national football association. Um, but yeah. back is the wrong world. It's, it's a different role, but it's closer yeah. to my heart. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's amazing. You, you know, I, I know you, you mentioned the, the Women's World Cup and, and, and of course the fact that it's happening this year. Do, do you think, I mean, yes, I know the uh, Swiss team isn't playing, but will that, I mean, of course it will affect um, uh, in general the viewership in Switzerland. But do but you think there will still be a fair amount of following um, for the tournament uh, in, in Switzerland? Yes, absolutely. We're, we're lucky because the uh, Women's World Cup takes place in France, which is a neighboring country. Um, we obviously follow media coverage, generally speaking. Switzerland mm-hmm. is so close uh, to, to many big countries around <laughs> ourselves. We're a small country in the middle of Europe. So we, yeah. we follow what's happening in France, in Italy, in Germany, in England. Now that's a, basically a daily, daily things we do. And um, I really think this Women's World Cup will, will hit new, new records. Um, anyway, because it, it all, every, like the Olympics, every time the Olympics is the best ever. And every time yeah. the Women's World <laughs> Cup is the best ever. And this time it will again be the biggest, best ever. Um, media is changing, media coverage is changing. More yeah. and more people get interested. Social media is a big help to that. So the, the viewers and, and the interactions and the people following the Women's World Cup will be as, as big as never. And also FIFA is doing quite a lot on social media to promote event and, yeah. and to increase um, the coverage and the followers, which, which is great. So yes, definitely Switzerland and the people in Switzerland will follow. Uh, the big question is how will the media in Switzerland react? Um, Right. You know, will they? I know from the Swiss TV, the, the, their plans are to show the semifinals, the two and the final, which to me personally is a bit disappointing because it's the women's biggest sport event of the world. I mean, women's football attracts more people um, than any women's team sport uh, next to the Olympics. I guess that's the biggest yeah. sport. And it's a bit um, disappointing to see that uh, they only show two matches. Uh, so this is a bit of a um, uh, disappointment, but but I do think uh, again, as I said, Switzerland is so close to these countries. We have access to to um, their TV stations, to their media coverage, and women's football in Switzerland gets really popular. People like it. Um, there are so many dads, families uh, who love that their daughter is playing or know somebody who is playing. Um, they saw the women's national team playing in the women's Euro. As I said before, uh, they know the Swiss top players, uh, Ramona Bachmann plays in England, she's an excellent player, and Lia Valti plays in England, uh, Lara Dickmann, one of our star players in Germany. So Switzerland knows these players, and, and I think they will follow the Women's World Cup, and it, it obviously helps then women's football in Switzerland. But again, if I would have a wish list, I, I, would, I would like to see the Swiss media to cover women's, the Women's World Cup way more than they, than they actually do. Fair enough, yeah. Um, I know... Well, football is your primary sport uh, mm-hmm. um, and, and has been, uh, I mean, it's quite evident uh, over the past yeah. few decades. But, uh, but, but just wanted to, I mean, um, get an understanding if, if you do follow um, any other sports from a women's perspective and, and also your thoughts on, 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 on how, I know, yes, football is the number one sport in the world, uh, but, but how you see um, other individual as well as team sports. I mean, when you talk about things like tennis, where the Grand Slams now are paying the women and the men the same um, uh, fee, yeah. uh, and, uh, not fee, I mean, uh, uh, prize winning. Prize money. Uh, yeah. Prize money. So it's, uh, um, I mean, these things make a difference, uh, I think. And, and in general, when you see that 
um, athletes are treated uh, equally and, and, and that trickles down across the board. I mean, uh, for, as professionals, um, so just just wanted to get a, a a little bit of thought on 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 anything I mean other than football and, and your perspective <laughs> on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean my area of expertise is football, but but I'm a sports passionate person, so I also follow men's football with a bit of a less of of um, <laughs> less of fanism to it, but still of course and sports in general. So I I follow all sports. Um, big events, uh, of course, it's, it's, it's a natural thing. I'm, I'm passionate about sports. Um, of course, there are sports which I'm not so close to. Um, some of them in Europe are, are not uh, that popular. Um, probably something you can rely to is cricket. Um, for us, cricket <laughs> something which <laughs> is, is a bit weird for us here in Switzerland. Uh, so I would have a hard time <laughs> to understand the rules but I did. I do also follow cricket if there's a big events and big matches, so I know a little bit about it. But yeah, uh, no, generally sports. But I think you you've said it in in your comments on your question before. It's really women's sports. Um, I'm I'm a woman. I've played. I've went through many many years of um, women's football in my case. But it's true for women's sports. We have big issues in women's sports, as we have issues in in the role of women in society. And that's where I really try to to improve the situation for every girl and every woman out there who who wants to perform in sports, no matter what sports, or even an, another hobby. If if she wants to be a, you know, a, a famous piano player, uh, she should be able to do so. If she wants to be a prime minister of a country, she should be able to do so. And um, I I know that's not true and not the case. And and that's the area where I try to to play a little little role to influence that. And there's many things. Uh, I would love to be in a, in a decision-making position or part of a decision-making organization where we can influence those things because we yeah. can. The moment you have women or men, actually there's uh, more and more men involved uh, who support women's issues and women's yes. sports development, luckily. Uh, and that's yeah. really thanks to them where we can make changes and, and we need that. We need, um, as an example, uh, in, in England, there was a study about the coverage of women's sports in, in big uh, media tabloids. And I think they, they came up over a year of 4% coverage on women's sports, um, including you know, women's tennis, uh, women's football, uh, women's rugby, women's cricket, uh, uh, athletics, swimming. I mean, whatever have you, the coverage was 4%. And that's just really ridiculous. Uh, and then, of course, if you know the circle and the business circle, um, simply put, no media, no spectators, no sponsors, no economy, uh, you just can't get out of this. So women's sports has been, uh, in, in many areas, forbidden for years. Then the structures were built up, uh, male-dominating, with uh, mostly men running um, the organizations. And it really takes a long, long time for women to, to get into those um, positions and in, in, into those structures. Uh, and, and that's just not fair. You know, if nowadays you speak about price money and you say, yeah, well, m women don't generate as much money as men, they can't get the same price money. That argument is just not true. Uh, you know, football started to develop 100 years ago. Women's football was forbidden and started to develop 30 years ago or 40. So you have a different starting point already in the history. Yeah. And you don't have the same um, uh, the same possibilities to to be part of decision making processes, so you, you just have no chance to to close that gap. 
Um, but luckily, again, we are in a fantastic moment. Uh, tennis is leading the way, I think. Tennis, um, probably also because they have two organizations, a women's tennis and a men's tennis organization, yeah. so they can um, better defend their own interests. They, they can decide whatever is good for them. Um, I do believe sometimes doing things together is the best way forward as long as women's topics are well respected and included. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, price money and all those topics, I'm a 100% defender of, of uh, we need improvements. It's not right. If FIFA increases the price money for the FIFA Women's World Cup, like they did for this year, that's great. Yeah. But at the same time, mm -hmm. they increased it on the men's side. So the gap became bigger between, and, and you know, these are the things I can't understand. I do understand that there's a difference, obviously, uh, yeah. but not if the gap gets bigger, then that's the wrong message. Yeah, fair enough. I can completely agree. <laughs> um, uh, I, I know we've, we've, we've started out 30 minutes. I'm not going to take more of your time, but, but um, <laughs> something that, that a lot of our listeners and viewers, given, given your um, area of expertise and, and now that, that India is going to be hosting the Under-17 Women's World Cup next year. It's a fantastic opportunity for the country, uh, much like um, uh, the men's Under-17, the, the boys. But, but this is, I think it's, it, in, 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 in a certain sense, it can be bigger. Uh, in the sense, it can be a, a, a bigger uh, game changer. When I say game changer, culturally, uh, given um, India's background, given how... Uh, we as a culture have, have, have functioned and, and grown to where we are now, uh, but we still need an impetus for, for women to get to, um, to be um, equal in, 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 in a lot of fronts, uh, within the family, within sport, within business. Um, and, and, and I think this, this, this could be that start because sport gives us that platform. And, and you've been part of, of multiple World Cups, under 17, under 20, um, the senior. Um, just, I, I mean, just give us a little bit of, of, of what you think. Um, I mean, this serves as a, as a potential opportunity for the country and, and how you think India could capitalize on it, um, um, given that, that we, yes, we have a women's league, but how, how can that really be turned into something long-term? Uh, and, and how do we really... Um, make make this count yeah well i think first of all i would like to congratulate india for their interest in hosting a fifa under 17 women's for uh, women's world cup you know that's the first step um, obviously it's yeah. it, it's a great commitment it's there's interest um, uh, there's also know-how you've hosted the world cup and under 17 yes. so this again is a, is a benefit because usually the first world cup you do is, is just a learning world cup and you have been involved yourself um, probably yeah. you would agree with that if you can do a second one, you would do it probably better because you have made so many learnings and so many yeah, experiences. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you could use all of that. So mm -hmm. I do think that India uses uh, partisan people uh, or know-how, um, which they have used in, in the boys on the 17 World Cup, because on that you can build on. Uh, secondly, um, my experience has always been, if you host the World Cup, which is huge, it's, it's a lot of resources, um, of course, money, human infrastructure, a lot of planning, a lot of time goes into it. So many people are involved. So if you do all of that, then do it right. You know, yeah. do it right. And in this case, um, the goal has to be for women's football and girls football in India. And you won't change the world in, in two years. Uh, you probably will not qualify for the Women's World Cup in four years. 
but you don't have to, you know, you don't have to, that's not the plan. Um, set your own targets, which probably you have enough people in India who would be able to help you on that. And there are excellent women. There's excellent women's footballers. There's excellent men who support women's football. So involve all of them and, and set, you know, your long, your mid and short, short, mid and long-term strategy for women's football, which has to be proper infrastructure in the country, access to football for all girls in the whole country, you know, including, and that's really important, decision-making power. You know, if you don't get a voice to the women and girls, you will lose out on them as a member of the football family. They will not become coaches. They will not become referees. They will not stay longer in the game after they finish playing. Um, you need to involve them not only as players, but as a full member of, of the football family, which makes committees, bodies, positions, paid positions as well, not only voluntary work. Um, and be respectful. Actually, basically, that's it. You know, as, as whoever runs that tournament and whoever runs women's football or football in India, be respectful to women and girls and let them be part of it. And if you do that, you can't, you can't fail because you know what you have to do. The question is, are you doing it right or are you doing it for other reasons? Yeah, I think you've, you've, you've summed, it, summed it up in those two words, be, respect, be respectful. <laughs> and, 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 and no, it's, 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 it's really uh, true at the end of the day. It, it, it's, it's these small things that, that would really count, um, would, 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 would really go a long way. Um, and, and, and also that, that you said that, yes, set the short-term um, midterm as well as long-term um, objectives. And I, I think that's, that's a key um, for us to, to be able to, yes, not over, um, uh, overthink things, but, but really set realistic goals um, for us to deliver the tournament successfully. But then how do we sort of use that over not, uh, not five years, but 10, 20 years uh, yeah. later. And, and, and that, ought to be the thought process from now itself. Yeah. Um, no, I really believe if, if you want to do it right, you can. Every football association, every, right. in the whole world. Right. If you want to do it right, you can. Uh, if you don't do it right, then it means you don't want to or, or you have other interests or there's no mm -hmm. excuse. The women and the girls who want to play football, they're there. So let them in and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's exactly right. It, the, the funny part about it and, and why I think both of us are, are, are laughing at it is it's so simple, right? <laughs> it would be simple, it, yes. It, 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 it sounds so simple and, and it is. It's just a matter mm -hmm. of um, sort of putting it in, yeah. in, in, into play and yeah. completely agree with you. But um, I think, again, like I said, I, I, I don't want to uh, take... Take more of your time. Do have you? I, I know actually we've we've spoken about this before. You you haven't been to India, um, and and we we are definitely looking forward to to hosting you soon. Um, it would be a pleasure you, and an honor. Right, and uh, if, if there's anything I can help with or support, let me know. No, definitely. And and uh, I think now also more so. Uh, with with us having to host a World Cup, there's there's going to be you you're definitely going to be hounded with more and more questions and and from your learnings and and how um, we can sort of uh, find ways to work together um, to, to to develop it because because I think what what FIFA realized and and what we also as a nation realized when hosting the under seventeen men's is it's not only going to be um, uh, 
be an influencer for, for football or sport in India itself, if we do it right, like you said, we, are, we could impact uh, sport and, and football globally. I mean, just the sheer numbers and, and, and from this particular region, if, if we're able to do it right, it, uh, it really can see a, um, a wave of change uh, within this region and, and, and globally as well. And, and that's what, uh, that's the hope. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. On, on that An note. Opportunity. Uh, oh yeah, exactly. Well, uh, thank you so much for taking the time out. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm confident we will be talking more and we will be uh, picking your brain uh, definitely more. Thank you. But uh, thanks so much. It will be a pleasure. Thank you. Okay.